0: Welcome to the Extraordinary Creatives podcast. I'm Kerry Hand, your host and creative coach. Join me each week as we delve into the journeys of creative trailblazers, aiming to inspire you to embrace your creativity and chart your own unique path. As we bid farewell to 2023, I thought I'd wrap up the year by sharing some of the insights gleaned from three decades of collaborating with amazing creatives. These insights have shaped my five C's framework, a tool that I draw on when coaching artists and arts professionals. The five C's framework guiding principles are one, create, two, communicate, three, community, four, confidence and five, cash. I'm going to look forward to delving deeper into this framework in the year ahead. But here I'm zoning in on the first and arguably the most important principle, and that is create I'm going to distill essential elements that I believe serve as a valuable reminder for artists and arts professionals listening, hopefully enabling you to maximise your talent to the fullest. So let's get stuck in. First up is to find your creative rhythm. Your creativity is fundamental to who you are and infuses everything you do. It makes you a better parent, partner, lover, friend. It's the lens through which you see the world. So it's vital to establish a consistent creative routine and regular practice. I get it that it's not always easy with so many competing demands for your time, but waiting for the perfect moment to unleash your brilliance, concentrate or get in the zone is a form of procrastination. Most of the exceptional creatives I've observed have a routine and rhythm they stick to come rain or shine even if it means chunking down their time to 10 minutes snatched on the bus to work or in front of the TV when the kids are on their phones. Maintaining a rhythm aids your brain in swiftly re-engaging and elaborating on ideas. It ensures a process of steady cumulative progress and moves you from a boom or bust way of working. Artist Oliver Eliasson, renowned for his immersive installations and environmental works, practices a habit of sketching or drawing daily. He believes in the importance of keeping a visual journal and uses drawing as a means to explore ideas and stay connected to his creative vision. Or think of curator Hans Ulrich Obrist's infamous post-it notes, just one of the many rituals he has for his creative process. Photographer Annie Leibovitz's small notebook was carried for jotting down ideas, sketches or scenes that inspired her throughout the day, capturing moments of inspiration and allowing her to revisit when conceptualising or planning future photo shoots. It was a way for her to stay connected to her creative process and continually draw from everyday experience for inspiration in her work. Whatever your creative pursuit, strive to stay in flow. Avoid waiting for that sudden burst of inspiration. Consistency is often the catalyst for creativity. Next up is define your making space. The environment in which you create holds significance. It's crucial to select or foster a space where you feel psychologically secure enabling you to express yourself entirely and authentically without limitations. If you've ever shared a studio or office space, you probably understand the impact of the remote possibility of interruption by a well-meaning peer. It can detract from your complete focus and flow. While not everyone requires total isolation for creativity, regularly rocking up in your preferred environment helps the brain adapt to the task at hand more quickly. Writer and curator Chloe Aregis often writes in quiet libraries or serene public spaces. She finds solace in places that offer tranquility and a sense of immersion to aid her creative process. Even if your designated space for thinking and creating is as humble as a table at your favourite cafe with your cherished notebook and customary coffee, it will help you get into the groove more quickly. But creating a bespoke, inspiring, creative space can really help you get in the zone and ignite enthusiasm and interest in any visitors. One studio that left a lasting impression on me was the visual artist Toby Ziegler. He organised his studio into distinct zones, each serving a specific purpose. An area dedicated to material experimentation, which could range from ceramics, 3D modelling and painting. A desk space for admin work and discussions with assistants or guests, surrounded by an array of books and source materials and a separate section to display recently completed works, allowing them to be viewed as though they might appear in an exhibition or a collector's home. This studio was an ideal space to introduce curators or collectors to the artist's creative process. They were able to witness the life cycle and evolution of ideas from inception to realisation. The journey from experimentation to refinement and final presentation, shed light on the intricate development of concepts. Such exposure not only aided curators in comprehending an artist's methodology, but also inspired visitors less familiar with the artistic process, unveiling the nuances involved in creation and delivery. This revelation was especially thrilling for non-artists, offering them a glimpse into what might seem routine to an artist, but it appears as a magical realm to others. For creatives, cultivating a great workspace, it helps to make it sacred Inviting someone into this space feels special and it offers an invaluable insight into how work is positioned, what creates the inspiring moments, the elements that surround and influence the creative process and the artist's deliberate choices of inclusion and exclusion. This allows guests to grasp the comprehensive life cycle of creation. Next up, make as much work as possible. Making a lot of work and editing your work often is an important factor to determine your best work. The pathway to greatness often means creating a ton of mediocre work. And while I really don't believe in the concept of failure, I firmly advocate embracing discomfort as a fundamental principle for achieving extraordinary things in life. And this applies equally to the creative process. Grant yourself permission to produce a range of imperfect works. Acknowledge that it's an inherent part of the journey. Remember, this phase is transient. It's not where you'll stay indefinitely. The artist Ryan Gander has often emphasised the significance of experimentation, exploration and prolific creation in his interviews and discussions about the artistic process. Andy Warhol said don't think about making art just get it done. Let everyone else decide if it's good or bad whether they love it or hate it. While they're deciding make even more art. His statement underscores the importance of a continuous creation without being overly concerned with outside opinions. The more you make the more chances you have to stumble across something great. Next up process subject and medium. Each artist's unique process and technique play a vital role in bringing an artwork to life. How you craft your work, utilise materials, physically engage, and wield your tools all contribute to shaping your distinct artistic style. Sharing this narrative enriches the artwork's value and comprehension. The extent to which you delve into research, document, and execute your ideas all becomes part of the narrative considered by the viewer. Audiences evaluate not only an artist's practical skill, but also the conceptual depth behind their creations. The subject matter, whether serving as a starting point or integrated within the artwork, significantly influence its perceived value. Certain themes such as the human body, politics, gender or nature might resonate more prominently at various times in history. Understanding the content explored in artists' works holds significance for the audience. Delving into artists' obsessions, inspirations, internal and external sources, recurring motifs, symbols and themes invites viewers to delve deeper into the art, fostering a desire to follow an artist's evolution and approach to these themes in future works. Art doesn't necessarily need to be political with a big P, but it should be personal, accessible, authentic and delivered with deliberate intention. Artists often have specific materials they favour, be it a particular paint, film stock, resin or paper, which they repeatedly use to communicate most effectively. One artist renowned for integrating the unique process, subject matter and choice of medium into their artwork is Frida Kahlo. Kahlo's paintings are celebrated for their deeply personal and symbolic nature, drawing from her own life experiences, emotions and physical struggles. Her distinctive artistic style, which blended surrealism, symbolism and elements of Mexican culture, allowed her to convey profound personal narratives through her work. Carlo often depicted her physical and emotional pain, her identity, her cultural heritage and her rocky life experiences and her paintings. Her use of colours, intricate detailing and symbolism all contributed to the unique and captivating nature of her artwork. Her ability to intricately intertwine her personal experiences in her paintings is what made Frida Kahlo's art not only iconic, but also deeply resonant and influential. Understanding an artist's process, subject matter and medium offers insight into the essence of their creations and enriches the audience's connections with the artwork. Next up, edit often. The evaluation of artistic creations often hinges on the intricate interplay between the artist's intention, the object itself, the display mechanism, the person experiencing the work and the context. Over time, no doubt, you'll increasingly fine tune your ability to wield influence over these critical aspects and editing is one of the most useful tools you'll develop to enhance meaning making. Amal Reveal, Alfred Hitchcock's wife and a skilled film editor, played a significant role in shaping the narratives and pacing of Hitchcock's films. One notable example is seen in the editing of Psycho, where she was instrumental in editing the famous shower scene, working closely with Hitchcock to achieve the desired impact and tension through meticulous cutting and sequencing of suspenseful shots. While refining a singular piece involves continuous editing, committing to regularly reviewing a collection of work can also be immensely beneficial. Consider a scenario where as a painter you might analyse pieces creative over intervals of three months, six months and 12 months. This retrospective approach unveils emerging themes and identifies the most robust works, whether it's recent creations or your entire body of work. Such a practice not only allows for tracking progress, but also aids in consistently showcasing your finest work, opening doors to new opportunities. Building a body of work is like making a series of gorgeous film stills with the right set, lighting, props, actors, costumes, all compelling on their own. But when edited together, they create a story arc, a compendium of ideas held together like spokes inside an umbrella. Consider how it is for a musician or a band to create an album. Each song on the album has its own power and internal logic, but woven together the songs create a meta-narrative, a world that we're transported to. Even if we put the album on shuffle, they make sense in relationship to each other. When you take time to edit and continuously refine your practice, you help us to see your vision and ideas more clearly. One example of an artist who reviewed their work over a year and selected the best pieces is the painter Claude Monet. Monet was known for his series of paintings where he revisited the same subject in different lighting conditions or seasons. In his series of haystacks, Monet painted multiple canvases depicting haystacks in various lighting and weather conditions over the course of a year. He meticulously observed how light played on the stacks at different times of the day and in different seasons. After this extensive period of exploration and painting, Monet reviewed all the works created and selected what he considered the best pieces for exhibition. Each painting in the series had its distinct quality, capturing the nuances of light and atmosphere. And Monet's selection process highlighted his pursuit of capturing the essence of a subject over time and selecting the most compelling representations for public display. Committing to your work in a particular style or theme for a longer period helps you to see the progress and improvements you're making, but also makes it easier for audiences to identify with your work. You can, of course, work in lots of styles and genres, as it may help you to unpack ideas and address your desire to explore new territories. However, if you want an audience for your work, you don't need to reveal or promote every single thing you make. Imagine finding a kebab shop that also sells curry, pizza, chicken nuggets, pies. It may seem attractive after a few sherbets, but it's unlikely that whatever option you choose is going to be Cordon Bleu. Identify what makes your work unique to you. What's your story? What are the recurring themes, concepts, motifs and mediums? Make it as easy as possible for people to connect the dots and see your work progress over time. Edit out the superfluous and only show publicly what makes sense in relationship to each other. That builds a bigger picture that you become known for. Next up, decide when and how it's finished. Understanding the precise moment when a piece is truly complete and discerning which final details amplify the depth of interpretation in the viewer's imagination can transform the work from great to extraordinary. Consider Yayo Kusama's Infinity Mirror Rooms, which represent a display method that profoundly completes the artwork, offering an immersive and transformative experience for viewers. These rooms consist of mirrored walls and ceilings with various objects or patterns creating an illusion of infinite space and repetition. The display method is intrinsic to the artwork's impact as it envelopes viewers an illusionary boundless space that amplifies the immersive nature of the installation. By surrounding visitors with mirrors reflecting endlessly into the distance, the rooms generate an otherworldly environment where viewers lose their sense of spatial boundaries. This effect triggers feelings of wonder, introspection and contemplation of the infinite, accentuating the ethereal quality of Kusama's work. The display method encourages active participation, as viewers become an integral part of the work by walking within the mirrored space. It allows individuals to experience a sense of transcendence and self-reflection, transforming the act of viewing into an intimate and personal encounter with infinity itself. Ocean Vuong, a contemporary poet, merges poetry and visual art in his collection Night Sky with Exit Wounds. Vuong's poetry often intertwines personal history, memories and poignant observations about identity, family and love. In some instances, he incorporates his poems into multimedia presentations, combining spoken word performances with visual projections or installations. This unique method enriches the emotional resonance of his poetry, offering audiences a multi-sensory experience that delves deeper into the themes of his work. Wong's integration of multimedia presentations add layers of depth and engagement to their work. An example of an artist film where every single element contributed to the work being truly complete is the movie The Grand Budapest Hotel, directed by Wes Anderson. The film's graphic and promotional materials, including posters and the overall graphic design, played a pivotal role in captivating audiences and generating interest. Designed by Annie Atkins, the film's internal and external worlds feature a distinctive and visually striking aesthetic. The use of vibrant colours, intricate typography, and whimsical illustrations mirrors the film's quirky and stylized nature. As graphic designer on the film, Annie's role involved planning and creating every single item that would be designed in real life, from packaging to the pattern of a carpet. The artistic and meticulously crafted promotional materials helped in creating buzz and generating curiosity, contributing significantly to its marketing success and appeal with audiences. The quality of your materials utilised, the surface and attention to finishings and display mechanisms contribute to the whole experience of viewing, listening, reading, handling and experiencing a quality artwork. Next up is find your medium. Let's delve deeper into the extraordinary impact of artistic mediums and how they can profoundly shape your work. Consider the groundbreaking works of artists like Sir Steve McQueen and Kara Walker. Think of their chosen mediums—whether it's a particular film stock or paper cutouts—it helps them articulate their creative vision and express their thoughts, emotions, and unique perspectives. Sir Steve McQueen leaves an indelible mark across film, installation, and photography. His journey includes masterpieces such as Hunger, 12 Years a Slave and Small Acts*, each a profound exploration of themes like intimacy, isolation and violence. McQueen's cinematic brilliance emerges through his adept use of extended takes and fixed subjects, embedding visceral experiences that provoke profound contemplation on the intricate fabric of the human experience. American artist Cara Walker established her reputation wielding the potent force of silhouette cutouts to convey profound messages about race, gender and power dynamics. She crafted large scale black paper silhouettes composing visually striking narratives, inviting viewers to engage in historical dialogues and societal reflections that challenge, provoke and captivate Committing to a particular artistic medium offers artists a multitude of advantages akin to mastering a craft. It's about honing skills, fostering a distinctive artistic style and effectively communicating intricate ideas. Through this commitment, artists traverse realms of exploration, allowing them to experiment, innovate and redefine artistic boundaries within their chosen realm. Whether it's McQueen's masterful exploration of the cinematic realm or Walker's commanding expertise in crafting evocative silhouettes, specialising in a medium not only cultivates confidence and direction in an artist's creative odyssey, but also fosters deeper engagement within vibrant artistic communities. In essence, this resolute commitment to a specific artistic medium serves as a gateway opening doors to mastery, unique expression, effective communication, boundless creative exploration and a crystal clear vision in the artist's compelling narrative. However, mastering a specific artistic medium doesn't confine an artist to its limitations. Instead, it serves as a launch pad. It's akin to becoming fluent in one language whilst also being open to learning others. Artists like McQueen and Walker might excel in their chosen mediums, be it film or silhouettes, yet they embrace the freedom to explore and incorporate other mediums into their artistic repertoire. For instance, whilst Steve McQueen's cinematic prowess shines brightly in film, he doesn't shy away from venturing into other creative avenues. I've exhibited one of his neon works, for example. Similarly, Kara Walker also makes paintings, sculptures, prints installations, films, all while retaining the essence of her distinctive voice. The mastery of a particular medium serves as a foundation, empowering artists to venture into uncharted territories and experiment with diverse tools and forms of expression. This willingness to explore multiple mediums doesn't dilute their expertise, but rather enriches their artistic vocabulary, fostering innovation and offering new dimensions to their creative narratives. After all, the true essence of artistry lies in the artist's ability to transcend boundaries and seamlessly weave a tapestry of diverse mediums into their journey. Next up, find your voice. Being true to yourself, finding your voice and knowing what you want to express and why are the key pillars for any artist. When we're clear about the message we aim to convey, reflecting on our work becomes a lot more straightforward. It's like having a compass to gauge how we're progressing towards our artistic goals. Take Jordan Peele, for example. You might know him from his impactful films like Get Out and Us. He doesn't shy away from diving deep into societal issues like race and identity. He's not just about storytelling. He's a maestro at weaving symbolism and cultural critique into his films, sparking conversations that matter. His secret is staying real. He's all about authentic storytelling whilst staying faithful to his own voice. His films express his beliefs and the urgency to talk about pressing concerns. And then there's Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, an author celebrated for her powerful literary works. Her stories delve into identity, feminism and cultural heritage, reflecting her Nigerian roots and personal experiences. Her voice stands out for its clarity, empathy and unwavering purpose. Adichie too stresses authenticity and a clear vision in storytelling. She champions diverse voices and challenges stereotypes through her words, aiming to reshape societal norms and drive social change. Their creative endeavours showcase the importance of authenticity, maintaining a distinct voice and utilising one's crafts to address pertinent subjects that hold significance. One artist that's left a lasting impression on me is Walid Raad. His art is a beautiful exploration of history, memory and the way narratives shape our world. Raad blurs the lines between fact and fiction, prompting us to question what we know about history. His unique perspective challenges us to rethink truth and how stories shape our understanding of the world. His approach is all about nuanced storytelling merged with critical inquiry. He crafts a compelling narrative that pushes us to reconsider the truth we're fed and how it shapes our reality. So when it comes to your own work, contemplate a set of questions to revisit regularly during your reflection on your creative endeavours. These questions encompass various aspects from the emotional depth, content and significance to considerations of colour, scale, form, texture and character. Explore these elements drawn from your personal, political, present, past and future experiences. These elements form the essence of your work. Embrace and integrate them. Even if you occasionally step outside your personal lens while creating Your unique experiences and perspectives inevitably shape your artistic expression. I hope this special episode has prompted some reflection on what's important to you and what, if anything, you might do to tweak your creative process so it works better for you in the year ahead. What might you do differently that will help you to make more amazing work? On that note, we're taking a break for a couple of weeks, but we'll be back with you in January with some more extraordinary creative guests sharing their insights and learnings to hopefully inspire you to keep being brave, bold and brilliant. Thank you for listening and all your support this year. You've made an old boot very happy. And if you'd like a weekly dose of creative coaching and special access to discounts on courses in 2024, please do subscribe at kerryhand.com forward slash subscribe please follow and share the podcast. It helps us to support more brilliant creatives like you. Recommend future guest suggestions in your reviews. They might well become part of our show. Thanks for being part of our creative community. Until next time.